it's another mad hatter shows podcast appreciate everybody that uh is tuning in tonight that was ready for this show last week uh we got both daves available tonight though no scheduling conflicts so we're uh here we are on august 1st next mad hatter shows i'm neil snyder this is sandy rusk thank you the revolving <laughs> seat there you never know who's going to be sitting you in never that know seat. <laughs> But uh, we've had a we've had a good time since the last uh, show here. For those of you that are tuning in and don't know what Mad Hatter is, um, we do live comedy events and uh, special events, music sometimes, all kinds of different things. Primarily though, comedy, and uh, that's been going on here since 2016. Wow! So, uh, we're basically a national company now. If you see us, probably someplace we do comedy or one of our artists is streaming this on their page. So. Um, that's what's going on. I know. Almost feel yeah. like we should have like a like a, a history like the Star Wars that yeah. goes along the screen <laughs> at the beginning and says in the beginning of Mad Hatter right. shows and so they could get the because it seems like I start every week off like that. But maybe there'll be some point where I don't have to explain who Mad Hatter shows is. It'll be like, oh, it's the Mad Hatter show. Right. Well, we put it out there a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, since the last podcast, uh, we've done some things with. Uh, Shelly Belly. Uh, we had our debut with Shelly Belly, and uh, she did a show with Andrew Kahn at the Irving Theater. I think we've got a, a picture of her meeting me. Um, and we've actually moved. Uh, so, yeah, the, I'll be playing the role of Andrew Kahn on the, the show in Cincinnati. <laughs> so I'm her opener in that place. Uh, that was a lot of fun there, the Irving, which is kind of our home base. You've been to some mm-hmm. Irving shows, right? Yes. And looking forward to one coming up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely uh, check out MadHatterShows.com as the show's going on so you can see all the stuff that's coming around you. We're going to give some reminders as they pop up. But uh, Michelle Ryder, a.k.a. Shelly Belly, had a, a lot of her fans there, too. You can see it was like a double headliner <laughs> thing, but a lot of the a lot of the people looked like they were specifically there for her. They were her people. Um, so that's going to be fun with, uh, you know, in Cincinnati on September 21st when I'm opening for her. And uh get to work with those folks because she's a little naughty i think she'll be fun uh, with me doing the fluffer stuff so it looked like you were having fun yeah yeah uh should be should be a good time for there we've also done shows with uh ed bassmaster we've had two weekends now and uh the second weekend uh came up last uh, since the last event uh peru and fort wayne i think we've got uh uh, clip here from uh, that was in Iowa in Cedar Rapids. Uh, that uh, that's his character, always testy. Um, that was up there. So you never know what, what the lineup's going to be either. He's got characters uh, names are Skippy. He's got uh, right there is Chip Diamond uh, with uh, Mike. Mike Stricker was the opener on that show. Um, he comes out also as Emilio. Um, so there's a, a lot of different uh, characters you may see him you know, perform as, and sometimes he comes out as himself and intros everything. So, oh, wow. uh, he mumbles as a, a guy with a speech impediment. That's a cowboy. So, um, <laughs> so a lot of different, uh, fun characters with Ed Bassmaster. And then last weekend also, um, was a show that wasn't officially Mad Hatter, but since, uh, I'm kind of the face of Mad Hatter, at least like the face that, that people see, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was hawking my fluffer shirts in a little town called Montezuma, Indiana. Oh, and, wow. Uh, we had fun there. Hopefully we can come back to Montezuma here soon. Uh, um, I know there was a band in neighboring Rockville that took some of our crowds. So uh, I may have to, to, to do some time the next time we go back to, but I think we have uh, a photo of uh, Julie, the owner there that was uh, hawking my shirts for the folks that were there. And she got the, the bartenders wearing them and some of the folks that were there. 
Um, so there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Very soon I'm going to have those online too, and I'll be like impossible on on the podcast here because I'll be telling everybody the websites to go to to pick up those fluffer shirts. So, well, uh, everyone's going to want to know. So, yeah, yeah. Do you do you have one? I, you know, I haven't got I'm one. I'm going to have to get one. Oh, I know. Get one and hand yeah. it to you so you can wear it on all your professional mm-hmm. encounters. Absolutely. Post uh, about it and everything. <laughs> Also, uh, it's not on our website yet, but I can go ahead and uh, since our, our caller hasn't called in yet, we can go ahead and kind of spoil the scene uh, already. Somebody you know, Mark Price, uh, <gasps> Skippy from Family Ties, is going to be with us in November. So, oh, yes. um, see him in the the background there, breaking <laughs> the news. Actually, this is an old clip of him when it was cold. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's going to be with us uh, in Richmond, Indiana, and Terre Haute, Indiana um in november so uh probably some more details on the next podcast and you can find them on the website they just we've got so many shows we don't have them all up there yet we got another napoleon dynamite show that oh. just went on the website today uh in west lebanon uh indiana and it's going to be in january of 2024 but we're already selling tickets so um you know definitely tune into the website not just our webs our, our podcast here because there's all kinds of of shows that are out there and sometimes they don't all make the cut uh, to get popped up here. So, you know, I um, originally met and interviewed Mark Price in 2010. Can you believe that? Time goes so fast. Or I was even doing comedy. So that's uh, <laughs> it's like a, yes, a he benchmark was, for me. He was at the famous Monsters of Filmland convention. That's where I originally met him. Very cool. Funny story. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy that runs Mad Hatter shows is John Payne. And uh, he sends me this message one time that's like, hey, do you want to come out and do to, to one of our shows on the weekend? I can get you in free because I'd only done the open mic there. I was mm-hmm. brand new. So I had like a girl I was trying to see and I told her, hey, let's go. I got comedy club tickets. Mm-hmm. Right? So we get there and he's like, hey, are you going to do time tonight? <gasps> oh. I felt like if you see Anchorman where he's like in there and he's like, oh, I'm not here to, to play flute. And then he has the flute in his sleeve. Like, I felt yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did a guest set and the headliner comedian that night was Dave Landau. Oh, and yeah. here we are 11 years later uh, yeah. with him as our first guest, uh, getting ready to make his debut with Mad Hatter Show. So let's uh, bring Dave Landau on. Hello. There you are. Can Hello. you hear me? How you doing, Dave? <laughs> good. How about you? Good, okay. good. You were like my 11th time on stage. I'm sure that was something you put on your calendar and remember a it, lot. But, uh, <laughs> it is. Do you remember Jester's <laughs> Comedy Club in West Lafayette? Yes, I do actually. Yeah, I thought that was yeah really cool. That I got to do time that night, but then you, know, you signed a, a CD for me, which I've since lost. But, you know, it's uh, it was is the memory that counts. Yes, that's all that matters. <laughs> here we are doing. So you remember it happened. Yeah, here we are doing bigger things now. So it's kind of a, a full circle thing. Uh, we appreciate that you're available to talk. Yeah, to no us problem. Today. Happy to come on. Yeah. So how's this? How's this evolution in your comedy career worked? Um, You've taken kind of an atypical route, I guess, to to where you're at now. A lot of uh, a lot of clubs don't like booking folks that aren't uh, of of the left uh, leaning side of of politics. So, uh, yeah, it's weird because I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely on right leaning shows, and I definitely have a, a right. I guess it's more right leaning, obviously. Um, but I don't know. I just sort of started doing the Artie and Anthony show a few years ago, about oh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up doing Louder with Crowder for two years. And then I just pitched my own show called Normal World uh, to the Blaze, which I'm on now, which is a sketch show slash talk show that I just finished taping now. 
So it was kind of, uh, I don't know, it just kind of happened. It was more or less I just got into, the, you know, was put in there because I fit. I have more of an irreverent style, but not, you know, filthy or anything. It's just more honest, I would say. And that's, yeah. uh, I don't know, just kind of how I fell into it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. We're going to have you in Indianapolis and in Hobart, Indiana uh, next weekend, uh, the 11th and 12th of August. Those tickets are at madhattershows.com. That um, it is, it's, it's almost like it's, it's Mad Hatter is almost like a, a, a haven for folks that are, um, that they go right leaning, you know, so much stuff on TV now, it seems like uh, is, is very preachy and is very, uh, um, I don't even know. It's everything. It. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, they, they think we're all gay, vegan, social justice warriors. And that's not, <laughs> that's not all of us. We're not all there. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they want you to be and the, it's just, it's just become a point where the last several years have just turned me onto the fact that we're, we're living in a horrible time. Yes. And I don't know how people don't notice this. And I find it, I should say I find it hilarious, but the way that I cope with it is comedy. And that's pretty much what I talk about. And the reality is, is like leaning right is just kind of where you're shoved. Like anybody who was liberal 20 years ago, I feel is now on the right somewhat. Yeah. You know, like even, even like a Bill Maher or somebody is, is of, you know, yeah, Ricky of that category. Like there's people that like, there sure. are called conservative now that are like, no, we're not like, it's a, uh, you see me no. like, tripping over my words, trying to, uh, you know, say it correctly. Right. Uh, but it is, it's, I, I mean, I watched the new Chucky series on USA network and, you know, Chucky used to be like a psychopathic killer. The new Chucky series on USA, he's like killing people that bully his gay owner. I'm just like, what is what is happening? Are you serious? Yeah, it's like wow. it's all the, the USA. Network. I'm like, what is what is even happening to society? But wow. like, you know, every new show you watch has some type of message in the first ten or twelve minutes where it's just like, here's where we stand on this topic, and it's uh, murder yeah. anyone who bullies your gay owner. And, and people uh, people don't want to come to comedy for that. But what I've found is people want to escape, and they don't want to, the the news. They don't want uh, a narrative or politics necessarily, uh, at least at least not being, you know, unfunny. Um, right. What can people expect at a show uh, where they come to see you? It's just honestly my opinion on some of the stuff going on today, but mostly it's just stories about my life. Like I'm a recovering addict. It's how I sort of I talk about a lot of it. I don't know if you saw me in my drinking days. I don't know how long ago we were <laughs> oh, together. Wow. It, was it probably well, depends. I think you were drinking that night. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, I remember being there, so that's a plus. So <laughs> that's definitely a, a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I've been sober for a, a, a long time, so 13, 14 years-ish. So it must have been like before that. Um, yeah, long time. So I, I talk a lot about that, a lot about my family, a lot about my life, and it just relates on those levels. I People can check me out at DaveLando.com and see what else I do. But yeah, that's kind of what I do, uh, just kind of talk about my life and the things going on in the world, nothing, you know, too crazy compared to anything else that you see. And I like to have fun. My buddy Matt McClowry, who's also on A Normal World, comes out and it's uh, it's going to be a really good show. So, yeah, that's my site. I'm working on it right now. But, yeah, those are the dates right there. Yes. And, yeah, it's just fun to, yeah, it's just fun to, I don't know, it's fun to do something different and to work for people who let you do what you want. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a nice change. And I get to make sketches and it's cool. It's like stuff I wanted to do since I was a little kid. Yeah. So folks that don't get their news from blaze or don't subscribe, they're still going to enjoy your stand-up show. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to subscribe to blaze. I suggest you do. 
<laughs> you can use code normal20. It will look really good, like normal20. But yeah, uh, you don't have to. And even if you do or don't, I think you're going to enjoy the show. I think you're going to figure out that really everything is just about comedy at this point. And that's my perspective is uh, things just need to be funny. And that's all I so I really do. So I'll talk about that on stage. I definitely just uh, discovered Normal World. And uh, I was just watching uh, the clips on YouTube. And I was like instantly hooked. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really that. liked it a lot. So where does where did all those ideas come from? The whole idea was originally a sketch show where it was just set a little bit into the future. Oh, okay. So, it, yeah, it was just kind of how the direction of everything, you know, was going kind of nuts. So we just kind of set it slightly into the future. So in the pilot, the first sketch is a Victims Anonymous meeting. Oh. <laughs> uh, followed by a male tampon commercial, you know, and it goes on from there. And it's like very much based on somewhat of a reality. Uh, complete reality, actually. Um, but all the ideas for the sketches are kind of based on news. Uh, uh, like today, we released a new one based on a story about how uh, the FBI felt, feels that physical fitness is white supremacy. So that'll be on the show tonight. Um, it, it Just various things where you see stories and you're like, this can't be real. <laughs> and then you realize that it is. And yeah. you just want to kind of yeah. point it out in the funniest way possible. Because... So even saying that out loud, you kind of like get stepped back because it's so polarizing. But I didn't write it. I just read it and I was like, why would this be a thing? Yeah. So, it's some uh, but like college professor that wrote it or some like government funded study or just something that makes you even more angry when you read it. You're just like, I paid for this. Like for somebody to determine that this is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, your tax dollars are literally going to fund this to tell you that you're garbage and or at least to, to divide the country more than it's already divided. Right. It's just it's not about unity. It's about keeping you separated. So that's what they do. And then they throw that out there at you. And that's what I want to do is like we always find a fun way to like poke at it. So like tonight was, you know, the FBI head of the FBI thinks that they have a new white supremacy group called um, the Girth from Perth, which is an Australian strip group. <laughs> and that's like one of them's black, you know, like the same as it all is where it's we're not really taking any. It's not really that far out from the actual article when you read it itself. It's right. just a slight twist. And then we put the reality behind it. And it's it's fun to do because it's poking fun at all levels of government. And I miss like the days of SNL and shows like that yeah. when they poked fun at who was in charge, not just who's on a certain political side. Right. You know, like even Dennis Miller, he attacked he attacked the left when he was on Weekend Update because that's who had the power at the time. That's when Reagan was in office and Bush senior. It's like you're supposed to go after who's in power and punch up, not constantly remind people of, yeah, but what about them? And we've just become kind of a sad society as a result of this. Like we've just kind of a lot of us have lost our sense of humor. Yeah, it's like, can I laugh at this? Let me see what my team says. You know, it's a, this is the team yes. I belong to. We're going to see if this is acceptable or not. Then I, what's funny is when the team decides to turn on each other. That's uh, what's what I like watching in the in the media. Oh, it's oh, it's enjoyable. Somebody that but was yeah, they, incredibly beloved by the by the left uh, two months ago. Like it turns out, they tweeted something in two thousand nine, and now it's a pile on. You know? Right. Yeah, you have to sacrifice some people to the to the left. I mean, it it's fun to watch like the Kevin Spacey thing. Cause he keeps getting acquitted like, and he thinks it matters. 
It's like, no, you've you're not going to be a movie star anymore. <laughs> it's not how this works. <laughs> like, like everyone just thinks you're guilty. You're just getting the charges dropped. Yeah. You know, like, and so many people go. It's a karma thing. I mean, people go after people, you attack people, and then you're surprised when people come back at you when you're sitting vulnerable. And that's really what happens. And I've learned a lot in the last few years of people just willing to throw you under the bus, including like your own family. You know, it's it's not mine, but like just people out there who will like report their dad because he was a January 6th. Not yeah. that I'm saying you should have been there, but why would you tell on your dad? Right. Yeah. These are the people calling on their the, the call the neighbors uh five year olds that were out playing basketball during COVID, you know, and they're just mm-hmm. like, you know, that's there's a lockdown. Come arrest these kids. Like it's uh, it was crazy. The, I don't know if you uh, you're on social media. I don't know if you belong to any of the chatter groups, but uh if you can find some archived stuff from the COVID area, it was just it was insane. And I it, I couldn't function during it in, in a way of like wrap my head around other people. Cause my mom was a nurse who was super like bipolar and also a germaphobe. <laughs> so I got that like beaten into me, like how to be clean. Like, so none of it made sense to me. So I just kept traveling and flying and it was great. I had like whole planes to myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people are asking like, you're germaphobic. How can you fly? I'm like, a lot of what's happening doesn't make sense to me. Locking people inside and keeping their immune systems failing doesn't seem like a good idea. And I felt that way as a liberal. Like, I never understood, like, when did the liberals become the side of, like, we're pro-government. Take any shot they'll give you. It just seems strange out of nowhere, regardless of what anybody's opinion on the vax is. They just go at you about that. And I was one of the first people who, you know, I was kind of on that side. And so many people were like, you're a red-pilled lunatic. And I'm like, no, I just there's just logic flaws in this yeah. and now half mm-hmm. those people have walked it back like like when they said uh you know if you get too close to people you can make them sick so let's limit the store hours and make everyone go in the same door and walk along the same path on the same arrows <laughs> like that that made no sense to me that you know uh, when michigan said that you could not like reach across the 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 naughty line and grab like some playing cards or some flowers you're only allowed to get certain essential items during you know what i mean like uh, they were they were saying what you could buy uh when you were in those stores and i'm just like this is this- that's practice and, for a takeover yeah like i'm sorry it's just yeah. it is and, and that's what it was and i i grew up in michigan and that was the sad part it's like if you go to home depot you can only get these things and then they said like painting outside and doing some other stuff was somehow a health hazard and it's like no shouldn't everybody be allowed to work on their bat in their backyard or play mm-hmm. basketball or do whatever they want with their families it, it it's creepy that it happened and it's creepy that i think it's going to be tried again yeah, yeah. i mean there's still there's still people now like you you know, you're still outdoors is 98 degrees and you see somebody by himself jogging with a mask on yes. because he's just he's still in, involved with that so mm-hmm. um I, i'll get on a plane game. next to people and i just <laughs> i was like i'm next to me in a mask i'm just like oh <laughs> oh my god, is it I just ate some food. I didn't taste any of it. I you oh, smell anything? Mm, I don't. No. Why are you crying? But it is it's crazy. Like if you're walking alone and you're wearing face protection, which has already been proven to not be protective if you put it on with your hands that are dirty in, in a non-sterile environment. What do you do? Like that's not that's brainwashing. That yeah. doesn't work. 
It's like wearing a dirty handkerchief over your face, and you're like, I'm going to be better for this. And yeah. there was no logic when you went into a restaurant, and from the door to your table, you had to have your mask on. But somehow, magically, when you sat down, those germs, you know, they were gone. So you could Oh, and at the time on. I was living, no, it's true. At like, the time no I was living logic. in New York. Yeah. yeah. And at the time in New York, I was living there, and it's like you had to build a restaurant outside of your restaurant because right. they couldn't eat inside. <laughs> right. And then you had to cover that with plastic, so then it became an indoor restaurant. <laughs> and then cars were driving into them because they were on the sidewalk, and you're like, this is great. This is really a benefit yeah. to everyone in every way. And then like there, you made you know you making jokes about it. There were people that would call that dangerous. They would call that violence against society. Like we we, we misuse words all the time now. Like the, there's all kinds. Of, that's literal violence, and it's not literal. It's, it's it's you know that kind of thing. So as you've been going along, um, have have you had problems with people you were cool with that all you can't talk like that, you can't joke about that? I mean, is, has that been something that's kind of been fallout? Um, yeah, as your career. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, not as much anymore, but there was a lot of people that were far left comics and they just got very upset that I had taken, they were, they were already half angry when I was doing the Artie Lang and Anthony Cumia show. And then they were, you know, very angry when I went to Steven Crowder and then, and who knows what level of that is success versus, you know, uh, actual your ideology. But it was that whole idea of like, he can't be doing that. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just on a show making jokes exactly. that yeah. any of you have made before. And then after that, I, I've started to do my own show and I bring on all kinds of comedians who I've never, a lot I've never met. And they're from various political fields. And it's like, it's just fun. Like, all I want to do is have fun because if there's no way a comic can't look at the current state of things and not point out how insane everything is as a comic you must have been thrilled with all of the material that it uh, as we're talking about it now there was just a million things that you could uh talk about and that must have been you know in a very difficult time obviously but that must have given you know given you a lot of stuff to talk about oh yeah i mean even in the normal world pilot but you know the one of the first things i do is say I'm wearing a mask. I have a victim's anonymous group and I have to pull it down and just say, just make sure you wear it dangling off your face and haphazardly off your ear, just so <laughs> it gives others comfort. And it was when people were wearing masks all the time, we were just sort of filming it. Mm. And it it's just little jokes like that, because even then when you saw it, it just, it didn't add up. And I don't know what happened to just thinking for yourself. And then you say stuff like this now and people think that it's a copy of something that somebody else said. And it's like, no, it's just what I felt right away because it just felt dishonest. And I have a certain distrust. Like my dad got Agent Orange in Vietnam. They did nothing to help him. He passed away when I was a teenager, not to get dark. Oh, but wow. it's like, you know, that affected my mom's mental health, all kinds of stuff. So it's like, I'm not going to believe you for no reason. Like if something's not adding up, don't believe anybody. And it's like, why would I believe them? <laughs> like just to take half your money and lie to you. They're all liars. Yeah. It's a system of liars who are worth millions that work on a us. What is it? A public servant salary. Yeah, and hilarious. When, when I was growing up too, it was the comedians that were. You know, they were the ones that were 
kind of the message givers. Like they were the ones that on stage could speak freely. And it seems like now, um, comedians are a lot of times telling you what you cannot say on stage. Um, we have, I don't know, every show we announce pisses somebody off. You know, there's, there's <laughs> comments, uh, when we're promoting a show or we get emails, we get hate mail, you know, I can't, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not supporting anymore because you brought this person on, uh, or because you're, you're bringing like some of these people, I'm just like, how, how, how can you have beef with everyone? But there are, you know, basically there's an enemy of, of every comedian that we bring out or a musician. Um, so it's just, it, it's, it's funny to me now how everybody seems to have an opinion um, you weren't coming to the show anyway, you know, shut up and wait for the, the, the next one that <laughs> yeah. you're going to go to and, and come to that one. Cause yeah. you might enjoy it. We have people from varying backgrounds and varying, uh, uh, viewpoints and, uh, you know, sometimes back to back nights, sometimes in the same night in different cities, you know, pick right. the one you want to go to. Right. And it's like, do you think those people have a sense of humor that are coming out and complaining about who you have? And it, it goes for both ways. I mean, people get very offended because you know a lot of stuff is on social media they can't read into it but then a lot of jokes just people think are very literal and i, I that i don't understand where it's like you do know i'm kidding right like even on our show they will take things we've said as very serious where it's like you yeah. you have to know i'm joking but the stuff people have gotten mad about where you're like i seriously called a gorilla a, a chimp and people were furious. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't study primates in school. <laughs> we got to fact check this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the only difference is, is you're watching this at home and you have Google and then you wanted to correct me. Like, you didn't know. <laughs> you're not an expert on any of this. Yeah. You just have the same search engine everybody else has. And then you're in line like, you know what you meant to say was, no, what I meant to say fell out of my mouth at the time. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, awesome. If you're at home right now and you're watching Dave and you you want to check him out, but you're nowhere near Indiana, um, you, you mentioned a couple of the sites already, but where's the best place to, uh, to find Dave Landau content online? Probably DaveLandau.com, and then you can just click on my YouTube, Twitter, all, all that stuff from there as well as Normal World, and you can go to uh blaze tv.com for normal world or if you want to watch it on youtube you can do that as well awesome well we're going to see you here in a couple weeks uh august 11th in uh, indianapolis and the 12th in hobart indiana and yes we, we lost your face there but uh hopefully you're oh sorry. you're still okay there. <laughs> like they got him he was too controversial uh, yeah there's seven men in my house now no I, i'm good Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you. Uh, thanks for stopping in here and uh, welcome to Mad Hatter Shows. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I told you yep. it's, it's almost like a uh, fraternity, you know, like if you end up doing a Mad Hatter Shows event, then you, you've been inducted into something. Yeah. Uh, we will bring the interesting folks. So um, definitely uh, uh, usually keep more more vanilla and down the middle here. And I, you know, I guess I was a little opinionated tonight too, but you know, <laughs> you, 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 comedians have to recognize that the news is, you know, has different brands uh, mm -hmm. depending on where you read it from is going to have different spins, and um, that in and of itself is funny. Well, and as I was watching some of his episodes of Normal World, um, as he said, you know, when he takes news and then he kind of uh, gives it back to you with logic behind it, you mm -hmm. know, it's so obvious. Some of the things that are out there are just yeah. 
That's like they have the, no logic. The Babylon B site has, right. has their their offshoot called Not the Bee, and it's like, look, we didn't even make this up. This is right. <laughs> it looks right. like one of ours, but it's not yeah, ours. So, exactly. Um, so I'm looking forward to his show next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't I think, think his shows great. are as politically charged though. So I mean, that's something they can check out on Blaze. But you just come out to Comedy Night for the 11th. And it's going to be but, funny. So uh, awesome. So um, we've got another guest calling in here in a few minutes. But we've got some other shows to preview. So. Uh, Let's uh let's go the farthest out. Uh, Josh Prey is going to be making his Mad Hatter shows debut, and we've got several shows coming up with him in Ohio. Um, <laughs> we've got him coming up in uh, Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa. So this is another guy that is uh, very outspoken. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, he does not mince words online. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, check him out also. Uh, dot com for all those links. He's a very outspoken gentleman. And uh, did I hear a doorbell? A doorbell. This ah. guy is certainly controversial as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's uh, maybe the tamer Dave tonight uh, on the show here. Uh, Dave Dugan is uh, ready here. Hi, Dave. Need to turn your mic on. Let him explore the uh, the button to get that microphone going. <laughs> How's that now? Uh, there we go. There we go. I was like, uh, this is a gimmick. Nice, like, awkward moments. That's that's the deal. He's gonna be doing so, uh, climb act. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Sandy, how are you, Neil? I'm good. good. How's it going? Good, good. We were talking to Dave Landa, who's uh, tackling some controversial stuff on his show. Uh, I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when people come to did he Dave, talk about me? He he, he did not. Uh, no, of course not. When people come okay. to the Dave Dugan show, uh, typically not a lot of controversy on the stage. Uh, 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 more of the, abs- the absurdities of life, I guess, are the things that uh, that you concentrate on. Uh, how do you describe your your style of humor? Uh gosh, how do I describe it? In a, uh, uncalled for. Uh, <laughs> Not not really necessary. Uh, uh, I guess it's just dry and kind of observational, and and like you said, and it's not all that uh, confrontational. But uh, it, uh, uh, you know, it's. I mean, I, I'm just semi-successful, as you know. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. I mean, I'd like to be. I'd like to be successful. I would. I mean, I'm not. I'm not fighting it. It's just. I mean, because I like those things uh, that I've always wanted in my life, like a you know, like a jet ski and a. Um, butt lift and a, and a, and a uh, <laughs> uh, uh, or implants. Maybe I need implants. Oh, you know, and a gold cap too. That's what I'd like. Uh, mm. So, yeah, you can't, you can't afford those by, by working the echo room. I don't think. Can't, can't, can't. <laughs> I don't know. Can you? I, I don't know. We can try it. I like, we can start at yeah. the echo room in Lebanon, Indiana. It used to be Carmack's pub. They have done a uh, kind of an overhaul with the name. They're turning it into an entertainment venue and they're bringing in comics. And so uh, you're going to be the second comedian. I think it's very cool. Oh, I'm the second guy. The second, I was the first, so uh, it's oh, not, okay. a, not a real high bar him. at this point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, uh, I'm sure that was a good show. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you've been doing this. You act like you're not successful, but somebody yeah. who's done this for decades and decades obviously has experienced some success. Uh, tell us a little well, bit about your path here. A bit, this is my uh, this month actually 41st uh, year of doing comedy. Uh, I started when I was, uh, when I was nine, uh, very precocious, uh, uh, nine year old. 
they uh, they call me the White Webster. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's been going for a while, <laughs> and uh, and I I was I was mocking myself. I guess I've had some breaks and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I think we've uh, I think we've got some pictures of uh, of a younger Dave Dugan, uh, a little little different look when uh, yeah, get our producer can can mm-hmm. hunt for that and pull it up here, and you can. Did I be seeing him? I don't see anything. There we go. There There's we a... go. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, look at you. Good, uh, that was a good style, in 1985. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, some sort of a looks like a hot air balloon. I don't know what I'm. <laughs> That was a Dick Clark show, not not bandstand, but he had late later late night shows on ABC and stuff. And uh, I was uh, this will show you how dated it is. I was on that show with the uh, Thompson Twins, was the musical guest. Oh uh, wow! Particular night, but that wasn't my very first. I guess you'd call it national uh, break. So I was uh, I was pretty grateful. Oh, look at you! Real nice guy. That looks like a headshot if I've ever seen one. Maybe the first time some had a headshot taken. Back when you're cosplaying as Kenny G, uh, that was okay. I, I'll take that. I can, I can take it. You can look at that hair. You need the saxophone there. That's a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm outdoors today. Can you guys tell? Outdoors this evening. Or it does not have an outdoors feel. Can you hear and... wildlife and nature and stuff? Are you in a camper? Is that what's going on? Is that no? I'm just on the on the uh, back porch and uh, just thought it'd be nice to be out here because i like the uh, uh we get a lot of we get uh you know some fox and coyotes and uh uh feral possums <laughs> sometimes a zombie but um I'll tell you that's that's the thing i'm mostly scared of i will not be eaten by zombies that's my if i if i have any wish in, in life it's not to be eaten by a zombie because are you guys scared of zombies I, I think i'm scared of them because they're real yeah i don't i don't know that i'd want to tangle with one yeah they are real. If you've been into a post office or, or a licensed branch, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had a post employee try to eat my brain because I asked him to just please explain that forever stamp again. Uh, I've been, I watched every single one of the Walking Dead series, every episode, and and so uh, it's. Uh, I look I look around a little bit in the dark to make sure that I'm not I'm not being stalked by a zombie. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully you you don't get stalked and, and your brain isn't eaten so we can can see you this Friday night Lebanon Indiana. Uh, it's been a while since you've been to Lebanon, right? It has. I love the way you tied that in with from the zombie to the my brain not being eaten and all of a sudden I'm up on stage doing a show or something. That's that's what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to connect it <laughs> all to the lot. website madhendershows.com. That's what we do. <laughs> we got it. We got to read it. been a while since I've been to Lebanon. I think I was there. I think it was uh, once I was there against my will, I believe maybe uh <laughs> I might have uh, I'd have been in the trunk of a car. I really don't remember too much about it. Um, one time I might have got an ice cream cone. I, it's all hazy. Uh, I, well, I did I did their Fourth uh, of July uh, fest or whatever they call it there a couple of years. That was an outdoor show, and uh, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. They they do like a four or five day. They they make a big deal out of it. I don't know if you've if you've ever heard about it, but they bring in a lot of bands and and uh, and uh, and I kind of like. This is the time if you're going to do an outdoor show. We're going to be indoors, I'm sure, at the Echo Room. They're going to yes. let me indoors, right? Yep, indoor show. But I like the outdoor shows. I don't know why. I did one uh, in a, uh, a a town about the size of Lebanon uh, a couple of summers ago, and it was like 90-some degrees. And they had the stage outdoors there backed right up to a, a really nice civic center. that there, there wasn't anything going on. It was just a really nice theater. But I guess they, they felt like the outdoors was, was good enough for me. 
And, uh, and, you know, and, and, and I honestly, I think I'm funnier when, when I have to, when there's a heat <laughs> index and there's more of a risk of, uh, you know, being, uh, getting a tick bite. So, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't complain about any of these shows. I'm, I I'm just remembered an outdoor show Friday. we did in uh, Goshen and I wish I had sent the picture on to the producer. Oh, the too late for that. Yeah. But, uh, oh, wow. They gave us these little, we were in collars and they gave us this little microphone to wear on your collar and oh, couldn't, couldn't bad. get it to stay on his collar. So as the show's going on, Dave's just holding like the world's tiniest <laughs> microphone. It looks like yeah. uh, something out of Zoolander. Yeah. That was a that wasn't that some sort of senior community. Yeah, or something? it was a nursing home. Oh. Yeah, it was like like everybody yeah. right in front was all in wheelchairs. That was uh yeah. My visual of this is getting better all the I know, time. This is the like, more you guys talk, yeah. the more I can see this going down. This is not going to work for for me <laughs> recruiting people to come work for me. But uh, at an audience, they love my zombie uh, material. Yeah, there there you are with someone who's been zombified in Carmel. So that's uh. Um, mocking one of the statues years ago now everybody's mocking the statues but uh <laughs> that was uh that was when they kind of first went in. and uh yeah that's that's bringing back a few memories there you know <laughs> yeah there was a, my favorite statue is the one where there's like a like an old an elderly lady and she's got like a, a basket of groceries or something like mm-hmm. a bag of groceries you ever seen that one yeah yeah i saw the meat market really, she's really fun to like like act like you're fighting to get her groceries from her and <laughs> <laughs> and uh but i hear that they that the uh i didn't know this at the time but i guess they have all that stuff is surveillance cameras and everything so somebody in downtown carmel or i mean at the uh at the city uh what do you call that where police and stuff are i can't remember the name of it it's not the city center you know what i'm talking about yeah like city hall the the city hall that stuff there yeah she so is. somebody watches all that footage oh there she is mm-hmm. yeah i'm not in there with her am i no that's her Right. I think no, but just, I could imagine what you would be doing. I think that's just our producer Googling. So he should look up Dave Dugan and tiny microphone in Goshen. I don't know if you can find <laughs> it, but that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, can't imagine what's going to come up. <laughs> yeah. So we're working with Riot Johnson. Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Yes. Riot. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't met her yet, but she seems like a a nice, uh, nice lady. And she's uh very funny as i understand too yeah, she was supposed to host right? next week and uh she can't host next week now because she advanced in that competition so uh mm. she's gonna be at helium next week i think we're getting sandy again so you're the recipient of the uh yeah. you know the the windfall from that uh but uh yeah she's she's a uh, kind of a newcomer uh but she's doing very well and and she's had uh some professionals that she's open for speak highly of her and we just like her because she helps out and she, she you know She's one of those that, like, you know, is willing to volunteer on a show even if she's not going on stage. So, um, yeah, you know, she just came to watch the Shelly Belly uh, Andrew Khan show the other day, and I was like, uh, hey, uh, Andrew doesn't want to go on cold. You want to go do some time and bring him up? And so, like, you know, sometimes sometimes those things happen, and then people say, well, how'd she get that gig? And it's like, you know what? She was there supporting. There. So, I mean, that's, right. uh, that's something that sometimes is lost on people. Yeah, well, it'll be we'll have a good lineup. Well, uh, you and I work together. How I don't know how many times, quite a few times over. Probably a double digit number of times. Back. I'm going to guess 12, 15, yeah. something like that. Yeah, you you helped me out on a couple where there was, uh, as I recall, uh, not not the best acoustics or um, or not the best audience or not the best money, and <laughs> I always appreciated it. So <laughs> that um, describes my whole career is not the not the best money, not really- the best acoustics. Not the best audience. That could be like the uh, the Neil Snyder story. So that's uh, sure. Uh, 
But we do those, too. Do you remember the show we had? I think it was in Whitestown where it was like in the middle of the room, uh, just like tables yeah. all around us. So you just had to tell your joke and then turn. And then uh, you know, some people were watching your back and then you just had to. Oh, yeah. Kinda... It was like a, we were like gladiators. It was unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sometimes you're, you're doing little gigs like that, but sometimes you, you, you do bigger things. Sometimes you're being taped. Tell us about your, your dry bar special that's available right now. Oh, okay. Well, it was called Human <laughs> Cannonball, and I say was because um, they tend to, uh, I just found this, there's, there's kind of a pattern to this. Dry Bar will change the title of your show to better fit, I guess, better fit the algorithms to, so people find it more. So now it might be called, I think it's something about marriage. I don't know if it's keeping your marriage healthy or some, some words I never said on stage. <laughs> but, but it used to, I think you can still find it if you, if you put Human Cannonball. But if you just put my name in Dry Bar, it comes up. And that was actually um, even at it. Uh, you know, I was talking about that, you know, earlier that Dick Clark show and some of the stuff I did when I lived in Los Angeles and, uh, dry bar was maybe the best produced show of all of them. Uh, it was, it was very well done. They're, uh, they're, uh, and I didn't know, I didn't even know why it was called dry bar. This was really, um, uh, ignorant of me, but I, I just thought it was a, you know, a name Then I realized it's cause we're playing in a, uh, in a theater, uh, in pro ball utah's where they tape it where there's no alcohol so very obvious that's what they call dry bar so you're earning Compl- your laughs there because it's not people that have just had too much to drink it's it's right yeah and that's that is kind of a, a you know it, they, they seem like the greatest audience ever but not, everybody was unless they were you know doing some other parking lot they were uh they were they're pretty pretty darn sober <laughs> so that was it was a good experience they, they do a good job with it and uh you know they kind of promote I guess clean comedians and uh, and they have a lot of uh, success with this with live streaming um, and now and they're part of that uh, uh, VidAngel too that does uh, uh, VidAngel is the one that did the, that movie that's uh, getting a lot of talk right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sound of Freedom, which I went Sound of Freedom, yeah. all last yep. week. So, um, so you're actually you're you're like a degree of separation from that blockbuster movie. <laughs> I guess you could say Count that as a credit. There you go. That's uh, okay. Well, I'll write it down on my resume. Whatever. <laughs> but you did bring up uh, a good point. I mean, the Echo Room is a twenty-one and up venue, but uh, you know, as long as I can keep my potty mouth uh, calm, uh, the rest of the show is is you know usually clean. Uh, Riot uh, is 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 not a person that cusses on stage, and and uh, you tend not to either. I remember. I, one of those Legion shows, uh, you're like, I'm going to dirty it up tonight. I think you blushed the first time you tried to. So it's a, not real authentic to Dave Dugan to, uh, to to go into the blue area. Well, it can it can feel forced if I'm just uh, peppering normal normal lines that don't have any language with, uh, I mean, it just sounds like, like I've got Tourette's or something. It doesn't really <laughs> doesn't come off right. But, uh, but I do have like a, what I would call like, hey, here's the, uh, the show you just have to do because of the uh, – of the audience, at least if you want to, you know, connect with them. And, uh, so I'm kind of playing that by ear. You've already done it. So you can let me know, but if they're an audience is a little more expectant of, uh, you know, at least a little, a little edgier than clean. I mean, I won't go berserk with it, but I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a prude. So well, here you go. Uh, Here's your chance can, to see can, Dave Dugan, uh, <laughs> raw. That's a uh, Dave Dugan raw. That should be the, the name of the next dry bar special. <laughs> It sounds so sad, but anyway, yeah, thanks. I, I wasn't sure what we were going to call the next one. So, uh, raw, raw it is. There you go. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to guess, even though you're coming from Carmel, uh, you could take 32 all the way into Lebanon, but if you do that, 
you're going to miss the only roundabouts in, in <gasps> Lebanon, which oh. is, uh, so you're going to need to take 65 to hit those roundabouts. You are uh, a fan of them. Uh-oh. Well, I guess I am a <laughs> fan at this point. I was going to say, I don't, I, I get plenty of them in my life, so I will be going down 32 because um, <laughs> I, I just like that stretch going to Lebanon. Anyway, but uh, you're saying that's there's no roundabouts on that, or you say there are. I don't think there's any roundabouts in Lebanon. Like there may be, okay, like maybe in Westfield on the way there. I think when you hit um, what Michigan Road becomes at 421, I think there's Mm -hmm. a roundabout there. But uh, Lebanon's devoid of roundabouts, unlike Carmel, where uh, you set a world record. Yes, they're everywhere (laughs) Uh, in Carmel. uh, Yeah, I guess I can talk about it. I mean, I don't know if I can't tell if my family's proud or ashamed, but. I attempted this world record by of how many laps you could drive around a roundabout, uh, not once, but twice. And it's because the uh, world record folks, uh, they, it turned out after I did that first one back a few years ago, I, I said, I, you know, I did 717 laps and there was no word, you know, record of anybody doing that. And they said, no, we want to, we want to know, uh, we want the record of how much time you spend on a roundabout. So, uh, so the second time I did it, which was uh, about a year ago, I, I went for uh, the, that record, which was held by an Australian guy, by the way. Uh, he had a little over four hours. It's kind of revengeful on my part, too, because uh, I've never liked the group Air Supply, so I kind of wanted to. <laughs> and, um, and so, being from Australia, so I really uh, wanted to pad it a little bit just so somebody wouldn't go out and, and beat it right away. I think I did four hours, 28 minutes, and uh, six seconds. Oh, somebody memorized it. Wow. But, yeah. And that's a record but, I would not attempt to beat because there is no way I could do that without stopping to pee. Like that's just uh, in in my driving ability. Right. So, uh, well, I surprised I made it that long. But um, the uh, the thing is, that it took a year, almost exactly to the day. I just found out uh, late May that officially is a world record because <gasps> we knew we beat the record. But I guess the deal was somebody had to watch every single second of that footage to make sure that I wasn't, you know, stopping in a booty truck or taking a leak in the bushes or whatever. So, wow. uh, and that's, if you think about that job, somebody having to watch every second of just a car going around the roundabout. I mean, I was, I was involved and I didn't, I didn't even watch all of it. Uh, that I, might be worse than the guy that's got to watch the, uh, the statues yeah. in Carmel like this. <laughs> Right. You, I think you I did live right. it. Maybe I so. took I took a about ten or twelve laps. I mean, it's pretty boring. So, um, so now it's official, I guess. And uh, and it was for uh, it was for a good cause. It was a, a charitable uh, group that I've worked mm. with some before, uh, cancer support community. Awesome. And so we got some more funds together and created some awareness. So it wasn't just about the world record. Uh, but I will admit there was a little bit of a selfish streak in me to to get that. I don't know why. Since I was a little kid, I was always. I was just always in, um, so uh, uh, impressed by by the world record book. So, um, do you get something for that? Do you get a plaque or a, a trophy or a ribbon? Well, the uh, the the uh, the organization at their at their uh, uh, annual fundraiser called Laughing Matters they they gave me a plaque, but no, I don't think uh-huh. these world record people will give me anything other than on their website saying that it's a you know it's a record and showing showing all that footage for anybody that might want to actually. <laughs> watch all that but uh yeah it was uh um yeah it was an experience i i didn't i didn't get dizzy which was i guess surprising to some people they thought you know doing a thousand one laps you might might get dizzy but uh uh but i, I can't say that i didn't have some side effects afterwards and still kind of today i i, I have a few of them 
Did you um, have to? Uh, did you have to have it closed off to the public, or were there other cars out there on the roundabout that were having to deal with you? There were other cars. Yeah, oh people going. What's uh, he doing? Like, oh it was my. a little more of a quiet roundabout than some, but there was more traffic. Um, and it, it was some reason I, the, the roundabout they picked for me was uh, known to be the uh, world's most beautiful roundabout. If you like, if you like awards, and um, <laughs> so it was kind of in more of a more of a neighborhood community kind of deal, and. Uh, but there was traffic. In fact, uh, about halfway through, and maybe the blessing was I was getting kind of, kind of uh, bored and in a trance, uh, coming the wrong way into the roundabout was a FedEx truck. So that kind of kept me. That kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah, uh, kept me kept me alert. But uh, yeah, so the roundabout stole me off a little bit because <laughs> now I, you know, I'm somewhere like Lebanon where you say they don't have a roundabout, and I can get confused of how you're supposed to function at a regular, you know, four way stop. I, um, I I'm thinking that there's the one that's out there by the like the the third exit if you're headed east. Um, do you know of any other roundabouts in the town? Not there, yeah, no. But I have a feeling they're coming that way. You know what I mean? Like as from Carmel, it's all moving in different directions. So I think you're right, Sandy. It's it's like they're uh, they're popping up. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I mean, Fishers and Noblesville have a ton of them yes. now. Yes, but. Uh, they're, they're kind of popping up, even in small towns that I go to, it seems like, you know, one or two at least to get things started. And, they're everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. And before all this world record business started, and I'm certainly not trying to toot my own horn, but I actually uh, entertained here in Carmel at the National Roundabout Conference, where uh, hardly any of anybody spoke English. They were from all over, mostly, uh, mostly European um, countries. So... Um. Yeah, went well though. So went well than our usual shows. Neil, maybe I just need to have an audience that doesn't really understand what I'm saying. Maybe that yeah. that, that would probably be, that would that would make things work <laughs> for me. That would make it click. There you go. Well, uh, oh, that was something. Together again in Lebanon uh, with a with a side of riot uh, this Friday night, eight uh, four in Lebanon, Indiana, at the Echo Room. It's right there on. Uh, I think it's called Lebanon Road, even right downtown, um, Caddy Corner, like. Strip diagonal from the Walgreens, so uh, everyone should know where that's at, um, near the downtown in Lebanon. So, uh, get those tickets at madhattershows.com. If uh, folks want to find more Dave Dugan, uh, besides just the dry bar special, what's uh, what's your your social medias? What's the the sites where they can find the the most stuff for you? Uh, probably just the the main website, which is Dave Dugan Comedy.com, and they and that's got all the stuff that you know would be anything from. Shows to merchandise to videos and the whole mess, and uh, I mean you could you could spend you could spend thirty or forty seconds there. I mean it's it's pretty uh, yeah, real special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see your show So later, yeah. So uh, fantastic. Well, we'll see you on Friday. Thanks for popping in, Dave. Dave, number two. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, uh, Neil, and we'll we'll have some uh, we'll have some fun. I'll have a new winning haircut in case you're worried about that, and. Uh, and I'll be wearing. I'll probably wear something snug. So I'll see. Right. I'll see you. I'll see you Friday. Okay, I appreciate that. We will see you on Friday. All right. Bye. 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 We'll see you. Dave on his he back back fun. porch. Yeah, he's a little ornery tonight. So uh, I didn't know all that about the roundabouts. That was actually very interesting. He is a a world title holder. So that's uh, something to. But his web, in your cap. His website is very impressive with all the vintage stuff on there. Yeah. Old time 
you know, TV commercials and everything. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Dave's one of those guys that like he builds on momentum. So like, you know, I love watching a crowd start laughing a little bit here and there and they're not quite sure what to make of him. And and by the end of the you know, by the end of the set yeah. it's just full blown like people are bent over and, and red faced. So He knows what um, he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so So good. Good deal. We brought up the Josh Prey dates earlier. We got a few other shows we want to plug uh, that are coming up uh, that we haven't otherwise uh, talked about on the show tonight. Kostaki Economopolis. Uh, that's a lot of syllables. Um, got him coming back to Mad Hatter shows. We're going to have him a uh, couple places uh, in October. I think those shows are already on the website in uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, which is uh, outside of Florence, and also Oak Grove, Kentucky. Um and I guess uh, no clip there of Kostaki, but yeah, I don't think cool. I have that one. Uh, all right, that's probably my fault. If you don't, um, you can. I think he's the only Kostaki out there. So if you just, uh, you know, at least the only famous one. So if you type in Kostaki, um, you can pull up that gentleman. Now he's the uh, all pro lines guy on on NFL Network. Uh, yeah, that calls in, does that stuff on the Bob and Tom show too. Um, yeah, Shelly Belly. We got a clip for her, right? We had a picture of her earlier. There she is. She is just like that in real life, too. She is <laughs> uh, energetic and, and wild and crazy. Um, Redmore, September 21st in Cincinnati. And that show uh, featuring Neil Snyder. So that's definitely uh -huh. one that uh, um, you can show up late, too. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> that show should be a lot of fun, too. Um and then uh, another guy we've got uh, coming up here, uh, making a, not a debut, but it's been a few years since we've had him uh, in the lineup. Uh, Tom Mabe will be uh, doing two straight weekends with us. There's a uh, uh, very relaxed looking uh, Tom Mabe uh, getting ready to do something stupid, probably. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but it does a lot of prank videos and all that kind of stuff. I think this is the intro to one of those. Um, he had a CMT show called Mabe in America. It was like a hidden camera show, like a, a some type of, of thing like that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, two straight weekends. The first weekend is going to be in Iowa. The second one in Indiana. So um, you can check out uh, uh, Tom Mabe on those. Those tickets are at madhattershows.com. And also we mentioned Ed Bassmaster earlier. Uh, we're going to have Ed Bassmaster back on stage here. Um, this weekend and at the end of August, uh, this weekend we will be in, um, Bowling Green, Kentucky on the 4th, Evansville, Indiana on the 5th, and then Lebanon, Tennessee on the 6th. And if you've been paying attention to our website and you haven't been there for a little bit, that Lebanon show used to be on the 3rd. So we took the Thursday show, we moved it to the Sunday. Do make a note of that. Um, but three shows this weekend going on. And then there's, uh, more at the end of the month in Kentucky and Ohio and Tennessee. So uh, if you're near there, come out and see Ed Bassmaster. And then we got the two people we saw here today. Uh, just to, to reiterate, Dave Landau's shows are going to be August the 11th and 12th in Indianapolis and Hobart, Indiana. And uh, you'll be able to see him doing stuff that's not quite as uh, polarizing maybe as the uh, the, the stuff that uh, some people think is on the normal world. Um I'll tell you what, most of our folks that come out to shows have a good sense of humor and they laugh at people come from all ends of the spectrum. So that should be a fun show. And then the, uh, obviously the guy we just talked to, Dave Dugan, uh, that's going to be a silly thing. I don't know. 
don't even know what to expect, honestly. He was he was in rare form tonight, so we'll he see was. how Friday night goes in Lebanon, Indiana at the Echo Room. Those tickets are at madhattershows.com. So we're going to be back next week, 8-8. Um, eight, eight. We've got a couple guests that we have to still finalize, so I'm not even going to announce them here. Okay. But you can expect me here, back with Sandy, uh, talking about more Mad Hatter shows. And we'll see you next time. Hey, man, this is Donnie Baker, the Bastard Maker, inviting you to check us out here at Mad Hatter Shows. When it comes to comedy, nobody does it bigger or better than Mad Hatters. I swear to God, Hodge Twins, Ginger Billy, or Donnie Baker, the Bastard Maker, plus more. Check them out at MadHatterShows.com. That's Mad Hatter Shows. Why are they so good? Because they wear hats and they're mad about it. Ronnie Van Zant from Skinner's was a Mad Hatter. Actually, he was a rattlesnake hatter. Messing up the PowerPoint. Check them out. MadHatterShows.com. Do it because you're going to learn about their shows and all the dates and because it's, uh, oh yeah, state law.